0: Hello everyone and welcome to an extra special episode of Femme on Creatives. I have gathered two amazing women here for this episode because they created something that I have found pretty life-changing. So the guests, as you all know from the title, are wonderful co-host Alison and Kim Rowe, who I believe has actually been on Fine Cut, hasn't she? I should know has. Because I should know all of the episodes. Um, And I mean, I... I was going to mutter on a little bit about what you've done that I have found so life-changing, but I guess I should probably ask the two of you to introduce it. Shouldn't I am going straight in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to introduce it, Kim, or you want me to? We're both staring at each other, but you can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say something and then I'll say something. I'll, I'll join in. How's that sound? <laughs> okay, so... Kim and I have been friends for
1: a while and we became good friends during COVID um, working together on like social justice and those types of things. And we were in this group and we were working on exercises that were about like deconstructing white supremacy and racism within ourselves. So we became good friends in a space where we're like, okay, we're trying to recognize in ourselves what we would like to have less of and what we'd like to have more of so that's a good prelude and then something we found ourselves talking about once we had worked on this group and it was sort of working and operating was female friendships because it's something that we have found very rewarding and also very challenging and I think when we initially started talking about it I I'll speak for myself I felt like oh here's a person who, gets me and my experiences in a different way than any other friend had. So I think it grew out of that, those conversations. Would you
2: agree, Kim? I would. And I think you touched on the framework that we were kind of thinking about so beautifully and like the context, I think two things we we were thinking, like doing exercises is really helpful and we really like it and other people get a lot out of it. And it's, it's fun to have a framework to look at these things, to start to organize them. And we were thinking also, I remember us having so many conversations that there's so much written about, you know, couple relationships, uh, family relationships, and there just isn't enough frameworks, constructs, ways to think about female friendships. And so we were trying to come up with some structures to think about it. And what we stumbled upon was a conversation that was really meaningful to both of us and realizing that one of the most important things for us when we look at our female friendships that are working really well for us, that are bringing a lot to our lives, is how they are mirroring parts of ourselves. That we want to have reflected back. And in in fact, even, um, you know, turning that up, <laughs> making magnifying that. And so there was a lot of thought about that mirroring, that that shining. We were thinking a lot about the the kind of the light that these friendships bring to our lives. Um, and maybe even how they illuminate parts of ourselves that weren't seen. In other parts of our lives. And so how important female friendships fit into the framework of our whole being and how we see ourselves, right? You have your family of origin, how your family of origin sees you potentially, how your work life, your career life sees you, how you fit into your current family dynamic. And what's the rest of that? (laughs) And that's where I think for, um, for women, female friendships can kind of fill the rest of the picture out. So that's the
0: context. <laughs> I mean, definitely did it better than I ever would have done. <laughs> I was like, you've made this amazing like exercise framework. I loved you calling it a framework because for me, it's it's transferred from what Alison initially brought it to me in the group as to something. Now I apply to quite a lot of contexts. Mm. So I apply it to work. I'm applying it to my relationship with my other half, even with my relationship with my child. Um but so the, the exercise is called me shining and it's so simple. So the way I always think of it is is I mean I say I think of it this is literally it's it's, it's the words that make you oh I should look at it properly because I use my own little terms for it. So <laughs> the words that make yeah. you
2: <laughs> but but Rhea, I want to add on that's yeah. exactly what Alice and I hoped.
0: Yeah. Is that no, really? people would take yeah.
2: the framework and use what I use kind of ridiculous frilly words. That's probably not the language that Allison would choose, but she's just like, go for it, Kim. And <laughs> but that's the whole point of the exercise is to pick the words that you like. Yeah. Right. Like it's all about the semantics. And so I mm. love that you took your own language <laughs> and overlaid it onto the framework. So go for it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's about, so the words shimmer, so words and phrases that have, that describe you at any point in time that make you feel seen and validated, dimmer the horrible words and phrases that burrow into our minds and stay there 20 years later, even though we're completely different people and those people who said those words are no longer in our lives, but they still have an emotional effect on us. Um, and then there's sort of, I don't really know how you describe it, shifter but I always think of it for me when I've been using it it's how do I want to shift how I perceive that word has been applied to me or how I turn a negative a potential negative into a positive and I talked about Alison this when we did the exercise so it wasn't until years later so somebody called me tenacious once and it wasn't Mm -hmm. used in a complimentary way but now mm. I'm like, that's a huge compliment. I love that somebody thinks that I'm tenacious or thought that I was tenacious. And then, and then it's sort of like, what are your favorite words? What can you use for positive change? And oh god, I think there's another one, isn't there? It's five. I've got it in front of me.
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love the oh, and Then it's just, it. then it's just this. Like, all together. That's it. You got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the right. fifth step
1: is bringing it together
0: yeah it, see, I'm yeah. just doing yeah, that naturally just, that is called yes. lots and lots of therapy <laughs>
1: that's right that's, that's right. right I mean that's that's absolutely true and <laughs> I mean Kim is the one who came up with the terms and the beautiful worksheet and she's like so good at all so I want to give the credit there like we conversed and we came to this place but she really created all of this that makes it something you can pass out at and a meeting the, or email to people.
0: Yeah. Because I have, you know, I have done a lot of therapy in at some of the worst times in my life, and yeah. it was amazing. It saved, it has literally saved my life multiple times. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're deep in the shit, you can't think of all of the stuff that you learn in therapy. You can't sit and do exercises. You can't write it down. You are catastrophizing. You're not rationalizing. And this, and I, and this is like my honestly my opinion and how it's helped me simplifies all of that that Mm -hmm. I've done in my therapy when I am you know when I'm in a meeting and somebody said something which I've used word but is triggering to me Mm -hmm. I think of this exercise and I take a step Mm -hmm. back and I think back to oh you know when I did this like it would literally be like eight years ago or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I and somebody like shat all over me in a meeting Mm -hmm. and I'm carrying that around with me well I'm this is why I'm reacting that way. And so so I not this is just why I wanted to talk to you. I find it I found it so helpful and I think it's a really unique way for and it does apply to men too. Like fellas, you can definitely do yes. this. You go shimmer. Please go shimmer way. Wonderful. <laughs> but I think for me in many contexts where I am a woman and everything that carries with it. Just sort of having this in the back of my mind, well, the forefront of my mind, really, let's be honest, is so incredibly helpful.
1: And I love that the a... language, go ahead, go ahead. I just and want it... to say I love the language is a little bit corny because I do yeah. think that in that way it encourages us as women to sort of lean into that Shining and shimmering and like things that for me, it's like, I'm a little uncomfortable with, right? Because I'm worried if I shine too much, someone's going to say, knock it off. So I I appreciate the language, even though it wouldn't have been like, it's not how I speak, but I think it's good to get a little push to be a little more shiny. And we all know that things like this do stick in our brains. Like that's why 12 steps slogans work so well, because they're kind of corny. And like those things do, they're, they're like, they're easy to call up in some way more than like something where you're kind of trotting through the mud, trying to collect what deep thought, like these kinds of things do pop into our brains in powerful ways. What were you going to say,
2: Kim? It Basically the same thing in a different way, which, and that Rhea said, and so I'll say it a third way, but <laughs> that I think there is so much semantics around how we speak about women and girls versus men and what the connotation to those words has. And so to me, step three, which is tricky, it's tricky to, to explain a little bit how you're shifting those words. It's, it's tricky to do it. Like that's probably the the hardest step for people because it is reclaiming words. And, but that's also the core of the exercise is to Reclaim words. Take words that maybe had a certain connotation to other people, and say, "Actually, I love that word." Or actually, it's cheesy, but but if you if you read the 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 form, uh, it, it, did I lose <laughs> my power? Went out. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yes. i mean <laughs> whole
0: way. light behind you. chest. This is very
2: dramatic. <laughs> this is a very dramatic. It's very <laughs> dramatic. So. I'm in the middle of a storm in North Carolina <laughs> and we lost power, but we're still recording. It's fine. So um, what I was going to say is that those words speak to the little Kim. They're the the words that I probably would have loved and, and attached to, and it mm-hmm. is, a ta- you know, has a little bit of my little girl self, but that I was maybe shamed about them or knew that they weren't as intellectual or mm-hmm. what, I should be striving towards. And so I really let myself play with them. And that's really the core of the exercise is finding words that who cares what they mean to anybody else? Do they speak to little Allison, to little Rhea? Do they speak to 20 something year old Allison and Rhea who were new in their careers? What are the words that we want to hear? And that is the last piece, the fifth step, where Allison, this actually, a lot of this was happening in in an email exchange. And Allison wrote back to me. I had told her my words before we had really created the form. We had just had a conversation. And she wrote to me and said, Kim, you are. And she had remembered my words that I had said to her. And reading somebody else say that to me, not that she didn't think that, but that she took the time to remember the words that I needed to hear for me, for my soul, (laughs) for my being, that is so powerful. And so it's not just somebody giving compliments from themselves. It's somebody seeing you and giving you the compliment, the acknowledgement, seeing you mirroring what you need, And that is the powerful part of it. And Rhea, you mentioned about your child. I did this exercise with my partner and my children and some of their yucky words were things I had said to them. And I called yeah. a ballison and I was like, oh no, I'm a bad <laughs> mom. Like I'm yeah. the best of my kids, you know? And um, that was a tough pill to swallow and it was an opportunity to do it differently. And so now I know what their core words are that they need to hear. And I make sure at every opportunity, how they want to be seen is what I'm reflecting to them. Mm. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had... Uh... A very similar, similar revelation. Both with my daughter, who's only five, so she can't sort of like do the words back at me. Although she does, you know, you know, uh, five year olds wonderfully dramatic. <laughs> She's pretty tenacious. Them. She well, yeah. is. Oh my gosh, she is tenacious. Let him <laughs> get a lollipop today. Yes, she bloody did after asking for about ten million times. I didn't have any money. The physical clash to buy any. Yes, she did. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it made me think about when I was her age what words really affected me and what really stuck with me and I've been having a lot of conversations about that with my husband recently because there's some new stuff I want to try and and I'm very much primed for failure because I was always told for multiple reasons not necessarily through bad parenting actually through quite protective parenting oh you won't be very good at that don't do that type of stuff and You know, I'm very much trying to be the opposite with my daughter, but there are some times when I'm angry and frustrated, I'm tired, I'm ill, you know, where I am behaving in certain ways and I go, that wouldn't make me feel very good. It's not making her feel very good. And I'm also doing that with some of my friends. I will support my friends and fight for them to the end of the earth, to the absolute end of the earth. That's not necessarily what people need all the time. Mm -hmm. And I found this a really interesting exercise in listening or, or, you know, when, as you do, you have, like, huge email Mm -hmm. conversations or WhatsApp conversations to sit here and go, what are they saying? What is it not that they want to hear or need it? But, like, what is, you know, I know this person really well. What is something... I can't think of the right words like something how is it they want to be not want to be seen how's it they need to be seen in this particular moment almost yes I it not particularly well but yes and and I found that really interesting I totally know what you mean that good I'm pleased you do <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I also want to circle back to what Kim said about language that we might have liked when we were little
0: Mm -hmm. But we were
1: kind of shamed out of liking because that I don't know that we've talked about that specifically, Kim. And that really resonates with me because, you know, I grew up in, I think the definition of a toxic masculine environment, really, you know, like a father or four brothers, like it was like, you don't want to be too girly, but I was, and I had a princess costume and I loved it. And I loved being sparkly and shiny and beautiful. And, and then it was like, well, those aren't real things those aren't real attributes Mm -hmm. or qualities or things of value. And so, you know, I definitely have internalized, uh, the patriarchy. And so it it was, it was just really interesting hearing that, like those words and, and how even now it's like, you, I feel like I need to qualify. Like, I just want to have fun or I just want to, you know, like, this is important for me to, to do something silly, like, what what am I talking about like it's fine I can do whatever I want I'm not hurting anyone but like feeling like I don't know like I'm not serious enough if I'm not serious all the time
0: I have yes an example of this and this is how much this exercise is in my life right so last week my daughter's still not at school and we had a day out and we went shopping and she loved it she was looking all through the back she knows what I like which is sparkly things um <laughs> sparkly bright things she was like mummy you would love this and I was like oh I've raised the perfect child um he, <laughs> she's really into she's suddenly I don't know where it's come from but like really interested in makeup and wants to know about it and and like Sparkly, it's colorful. You know, she sees other people have it on their faces. She watches like cartoons where they have fun with it and stuff like that. And it's about dressing up and playing and stuff like that. You know, it's not about making yourself beautiful, right? So I bought her a little compact thing. We were driving back and she was in the car and she was putting it on. She was like, mummy, is it perfect? And I was like, well, I can't look at it in the mirror right now because I'm driving. It's like, but it doesn't have to be perfect. She was like, no, no, I want to look perfect. So immediately, feministry is like, well, I'm not fucking having any of this. <laughs> and I start going and being like, you are perfect as you are. You don't need to change yourself. You know, do not, that's not make. That's not what makeup is for, this or something. She's like, no, no, I, I'm just, I mean, she didn't say it as, like, as I did, but she was basically like, I just want to know if this is where I put eyeshadow and is that the way to, you know, she's basically like, she's having fun with it, but I've got all this, oh well, you know, she's absorbed all these messages at five years old about makeup and looking perfect and I start thinking, what does the word perfect mean to her? And I've thought about all of the times she's Mm -hmm. used the word perfect, and it doesn't mean what I think perfect means. It's a five year old's version of perfect, is that she's done it and it makes her feel happy, Mm -hmm. you know? And it, and it, what? And I came home and I was telling my other half about it, and it's this exercise that made me reconsider what that word is for her, a five year old. And I love it. I love, I'm just so obsessed. I, I don't even know what the point of this episode is. I just want to talk to you both about <laughs> this amazing exercise that you didn't tell you how awesome it is.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully we can share the exercise. We can figure out a way to share it if people are interested. And I think also I want to say thanks for sharing that story, Rhea, because I think I used to have that relationship to the word perfect. And it's yeah. become so, uh, you know, cannibalized, uh, yeah. that word and it meant so, so much of me not measuring up. I wasn't perfect, but I do think there was a time when it was like, well, this is just perfect. Yes. You know, like, it's this is just, yeah, this is just like, I couldn't ask for anything more. This is just yeah. perfect. And it's fun mm-hmm. to recall that, that, you know, before it was math papers and, you know, whatever perfect scores and all that <laughs> shit, like yeah. it was just like a feeling of satisfaction.
0: Mm. Um,
2: and I think I've been chasing that for a long time
0: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) well and I think when as I'm listening to you both like what I'm thinking about in a lot of what you're saying is like even with this exercise and with all of our lives like remembering to have the playfulness with it Mm -hmm. and that that is not like lower brow or less Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it's no less, um, I don't want to use the in- word intellectual, but it's no less important or valuable smart. <laughs> yeah. But, but mm. and so I think, um, you know, one of my words was like uh, people t- that was a yucky word for me. And it was meant to be a compliment was that I was strong or that I was even capable. And it's, I don't know that I wanted people to not think I'm capable or that I'm weak, but it wasn't the whole of me and it wasn't where I wanted to derive my, I wanted to be um, seen as valuable for my playfulness and my fun too. Right. And I wanted to be seen as valuable for the lightness and the levity and the irreverence that I bring to things to not just the ability to, um, perform at a high level, or do the right thing according to the rules. Um, Because that's my value system. And I think that's the other thing this speaks so deeply to our us creating our own value system and looking at our value system. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's another reason why we talk a lot about thinking about our younger selves, because I think, in a lot of ways, our younger selves had the value system in place that was accurate before the world got to her, them, yeah, whatever. Right. So well,
1: capitalism wasn't quite as active in our little binds as it is. You know, like we, I didn't feel like I was internalizing worth so much based on outward. I mean, quickly, don't get me wrong, I got there pretty quickly, but like certainly with grades and performing a certain level of perfection and being the kid nobody needs to worry about and will handle herself and handle also all of you. And when you said the thing <laughs> about being strong, Kim, for me, it's also like, I don't mind. I mean, I am strong. Great. But yeah. also, could you be some strong?
0: <laughs> yeah. <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, she's got it. You know? Yes. Like this. Sort
0: uh, of honestly so I redid the exercise so I initially <laughs> so when we initially did it I did it and and I really enjoyed it but I felt a bit like I was like I think I need to do it again and I left mm-hmm. quite a bit of time and then I did it again and one of my dimmer words was strong mm-hmm. just because I've been through a lot of things mm-hmm. and I've come out okay you see that as being strong but actually, all that means is you just pile everything onto me and <laughs> right. expect me to carry it. Right. And right. if I don't, then I'm not strong anymore, mm. and that word doesn't apply apply to me. So you're just creating this like camel that's carrying everything, and I can't be yes. that. Yep. And it's like you know, for so many people, they're like, "Oh, you're so strong." And then I had a conversation with somebody who has a long term illness. And they said they hate the words survivor, victim, strong. They were they were, like, I they were like brave. Yeah, they were like yeah. They were like hate it? all of those words. Mm-hmm. They were like none of them apply to me. But in the conversations we have around this long term illness, they're the only words that are ever applied. Mm-hmm. And she and she was like, I am more than that. And it's like this yeah. word strong, like it's you know, and it's and being strong is amazing don't get me wrong it can be really positive but I think we're so used to having words mean just one thing and then putting expectations on them because of those words and then exploring that with some of my friends you know like my friends with a long-term illness and stuff like that has been such an interesting conversation I'm thinking more about my language when I talk about you know Mm -hmm. like it seems like everybody everywhere is like getting cancer at the moment and stuff like that and I'm being really mm-hmm. confident like, how do you want me to talk about it with you rather than me just being like oh you're doing so well you're being so brave you've got this is that what you want me to say or do you want me to say this is actually really shit but right. you know what is it <laughs> little plug
1: for Sarah's podcast, Sarah Blair. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Because we did actually talk about the word survivor because she is a cancer survivor and I am a rape survivor and I'm using scare quotes because we did talk about that word. And um, it's just fun. It's fun. It's also a relief to talk about words and how they affect you and how they can apply, but also still feel limiting, you know? And I think that that's such an important point, Rhea, about I think it's a lot of times it's just acknowledging that it is shit. Yeah. Like you just want somebody to say, yeah, you're, you seem like you're doing great. You're handling it well, but like, I'm sorry, this is happening. I'm sorry. This is, this is shit. Like sometimes bad things just happen. And I have found myself pushing against that a lot because I grew up very much in a, like, everything happens for a reason sort of environment. And um, no, it doesn't no sometimes terrible things happen to good people and terrible people but you know like sometimes things are shit and I think it's just bleak (laughs) like too bleak for some people to confront and that's part of the reason they lean on these words and these phrases because they're just trying to get through the day you know but I think (laughs) when you're on the receiving end sometimes you're like wait a minute this doesn't feel good to me. So I appreciate the exercise for giving me a framework, like Kim said, to recognize that. And then I could do my own work on how to deal with that language instead yeah. of just mm-hmm. feeling out of control when I hear it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then I think the, the last piece is to like make sure you tell the people you love what your words are so that they can, especially when you're down, when you're having a hard time and people are probably prone to say, Mm -hmm. again, their value system words, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to say the words that have value to them, not because they're trying to harm you (laughs) because that's all they know to say. Right. And, But if they know what your words are for your value system, not from circumstances that were put on you or how other people wanted you to behave, Mm -hmm. but if they know what speaks to you and makes you feel seen and they can do that as a gift for you, that's such a form of love. And especially if you can't, if you don't have the strength to do that for yourself at the moment to allow the other people around you to do that, that's, I think, the beauty. So I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. And the more people we do this with, the more we can learn their shimmer words mm-hmm. and make them shine, make them glimmer. Mm-hmm. Or I've been rereading the Ugly series because I needed a, a um, comfort read and they use the word bubbly in that. They're like, oh, that's bubbly. And I was like, <laughs> I need this in my life. So I've not read it in I ages. Love that. And I, I know. I forgot that they use it. And they're like, oh, this is so bubbly. And I was like, yes, everybody's going to be so annoyed <laughs> with me using it. <laughs> I'm like, is two that weeks a in, and I'm like, series?
2: Yeah, what's is the, that a not, British series?
0: It's not. I don't think it is, is it? No. Oh, cuz bubbly
2: feels so British to me. Oh, I who love does love it? it? I think I love it. Kim was
1: really hoping you like, would get on some kind of British tangent. She was very excited. I love <laughs> you
2: know, I think <laughs> British well, this is what it is. There's a lot of words that British people use mm. that are cute again in a way that I think in America is like we wouldn't use, like it doesn't feel as cool maybe or mm-hmm. something like even Ooh. nicknames you know how you call somebody like marks or something like just cutesy <laughs> nicknames I just bubbly I love it I'm using that so Rhea, is that one of your words that you like renamed the category because that was what I was going to say is what words speak to you for the categories is it bubbly Ooh,
0: yeah but what's well, definitely bubbly now yeah I was like this is such a good word I, like, I love it so much I might um, steal
2: that one too
0: I love I, <laughs> I love dimmer because I think dimmer perfectly sums it up I think it's just and I can and I can almost be like somebody said something it's made me feel a bit like the light's gone out a little bit
2: mm-hmm. yes because also
0: because you know dim you can you can use it as somebody who's not very clever but for me I see it as nice <laughs> uh, that's pretty british <laughs> Oh, so is that there you go, British? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You go. Maybe I mean, you can who's... start calling people a dimmer. You're <laughs> such a dimmer. It's like downer, but but also they're not bright. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you not have that? Dim, dim? We do. I mean, we know the word,
1: but nobody ever said, very like, rarely yeah. do people like say, dim, to such say a oh, dim. dim, dim. Yeah. No, nobody yeah, says dim, Jim. And it's definitely in my life, it was for my mother's family where there's British people <gasps> right. yeah, in yeah. the family. So, Oh, i never I'm have worked to do like my dad's Family
0: would have done. I need to do a British. Yes, version, sis, don't please I. do
2: a British version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, my most excited piece of this whole conversation. Translated into
1: British, yeah.
0: this what exercise
2: like? has been an American and also
0: translated into British. So, <laughs> oh, I'll have to think of some really good ones like you can't have like dimmer but you know like if somebody says something that annoys you you go jog on but you can't really get that into dimmer can you, you can't have like your jog on words, like, I love like jog you words. Say that. well that
2: could be your shifter oh no what yeah what would be better for shifter I guess get yeah. to
1: it was kind I of know. like spitballing mm. and then like okay this'll do just leave but, it
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you're like i can't be bothered to do any work on yeah. that i'll have a think leave it with me have, have a, think, a think
1: Translate it to british um <laughs> get back to us so yeah. i think that we're wrapping up yes right now yes is, is my guess. looking at the time and what and i would I, just I like to, to say thank for you longer, for but... making this conversation happen ria it's i mean i was just really looking forward to it because i was excited for you two to meet and i did a meeting visual you guys yes in my hands um and I just I knew this would be such an enjoyable conversation and make me think about it in a fresh I and and like with renewed sort of gratitude for it like we did this
2: thing
0: and it's honestly
1: it's so good
0: I cannot explain to you how often I use it it's just amazing I, yeah, like, I, so... I teared up like five times during this conversation
1: Ooh, just because oh. that means oh. so much to me and um And it was such a pleasure just creating it with Kim because, you know, I just love hanging out with Kim. So it's fun to have an excuse, (laughs) but same with you, Rhea. So I just, this was a lovely conversation and, you know, we can do a part two at some point.
0: Yeah. I mean, when
2: the British version is
0: released, when the British version is released. When the British
2: version drops. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So lovely to meet you, Rhea and Allison. Thanks for always making everything happen. You are like the maker happener lady. And I just appreciate you just making things easy so that they can just happen and not making a fuss of it. And it just do it, but not in a stressful way.
1: Just do it like easy. that's the goal not in a stressful way
0: for sure no like we all have enough we make our lives shine you bring a shimmer okay i'll take it i'll take it all the bubbles all the bubbles (laughs) right awesome um as always allison does this better but i'm gonna take charge i'm gonna pretend i hosted this episode i did did i basically just went just tell me about the sing and we had a fun chat. <laughs> That's um, the best host. <laughs> uh there's so many podcasts out there. Obviously they're all amazing. They're not they're rubbish. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Come and listen to us. Um we are unique, we are special. I think we are anyway. Um Please rate, review, all the other stuff, but please share do. It. Please subscribe, share, yeah. keep on listening. If you love what we're talking about with this episode, episode come and join in the conversation. Is honestly, honestly, I know I can be a bit hyperbolic sometimes, but this has been so positive and bubbly in my life. Um, told you, you're going to be annoyed by it, and Not so annoyed. come and talk to us about it. And I think use it we like a hundred more, more times, Ria. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at least. <laughs> Yes. I think this sounds like a plan for the future. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you. We will find a way to share these exercises if you're interested, even if it's not in the show notes somewhere and you have to reach out to us. So if you're interested, we're here. We'd love to share it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so
2: much.